ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast, or as Father says, a broadcast for the new evangelization. I am your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. Father's in the studio, <laughs> shaking his head at me already. I'm you just mean, jokes like that in just, the intro I'm right just, off the bat. I'm just being real here, Father. Here. I'm just being real. I'm just being real. Yo-yo. Yeah. So <laughs> if, you're, if, if this is your first time listening to Ignition, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you are sorry. We, <laughs> we're... Oh, what an auspicious way to start an episode again. Uh, this is a podcast. It's a serious podcast. But it's also a broadcast because it goes over several different media sources. It, it does. It's, you might be listening to us on the radio, might be listening to us online, however you're listening. Hopefully it will be worth your while. Hopefully you don't turn that dial or click that button. Button. I was actually talking to someone who actually listened to us on the local Catholic radio station, uh, uh, KLAM, and so nice, nice, yeah, good. So some people do, in fact. Listen. I felt famous. <laughs> so uh, we'll get more more information how you can find past episodes at the end of today's show. Uh, but but we do we always try to mention upfront uh, contact information. Information if you have questions about anything we discussed today or ideas for future episodes. Um, my email address is cbergwald at sfcatholic.org. C b u r g w a l d at sfcatholic.org, and that's the best way to give us any feedback, uh, advice. <laughs> Broadcast journalism. <laughs> Encouragement. Um, uh, productive, constructive criticism is welcome. No hate mail, please. Thank you. So I'm sure they'll sure that listen will to stop that. stop the yeah. hate mailers. I know. Oh, well, they said no hate mail. So, so I, I, I won't click send. So, Father, we're, we're going to pick up today with uh, an occasional series that, that uh, we haven't um, touched for several episodes now um, on on the, the the more formal or technical term is theological anthropology. So what does it mean to be human? What is a human being uh, from the perspective of Catholic theology, from the perspective of a divine revelation, from the perspective of God? What is this creature that you and I are that God has created? What, what are we for? What are we? Who are we? And so on and so forth. And um, we're, we're going to get into the catechism again. We're, we're ra- certain near the end of our discussion of the catechism's treatment. But first, just thought it'd be good to for for those who maybe haven't heard those there's those previous episodes on this topic to to set the stage. Why are we Why are we doing this again? In our minds, this is you know could be many 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 episodes eventually as part of the series. So why are we Why are we doing this at all to begin with? Well, the reason we're focusing on this is uh, the question of what it means to be human is probably the the biggest question in our culture and world today. What does it mean to be human? What does it mean to love? What does it mean to care for someone? What does it mean to be uh, a human person in general? And so we need to be looking at this, and the faith does have powerful, important, and life-giving things to say about this. So so the, 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 the bigger cultural questions that are out there in many ways come back to to this question, in other words, correct. And if and if this foundation is wrong, this foundation of what it means to be human is wrong. Our, our actions or our thoughts about human activities will always be off. I think back. I heard this on a radio broadcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
probably a couple months, maybe a year ago now, it was some, you know, weekend uh, uh, honeydew list uh, handyman type show. And they're talking about building a retaining wall in your backyard. Right. I've used this before, I think. But uh, no, I haven't. Oh. So, but that uh, as you build, uh, as you build your retaining wall, you're going to spend 50% of your time on the first course. So the first timber beam, the first uh, uh, layer of bricks, the first layer of cinder blocks, you're going to spend your first half your time on that to make sure it's straight and true because any errors will be magnified the higher you go up. And so just and that's and that does I mean obviously so an intellectual application of this is that so something uh, about the human person the theological anthropology is that if you have those slight errors on the bottom they'll be magnified as you build on top of it and so human society our um, our, vi- our view of economy our view of government our view of uh, human relationships friendships our view of uh, marriage our view of romance of of sex all those things will be skewed if the foundation itself is off. And that's why, I mean, you just gave concrete examples of how this plays itself out, what the to- those top levels of the retaining wall look like. Right. And these are the things that for us as Catholics, where we will be most often uh, uh, in, find ourselves at odds with the mainstream of culture around us uh, is on these human issues. You're not going to find a lot of people coming up to you and saying, hey, are you a Catholic? I don't believe what you say about the Holy Trinity. Right. You know, but right. you say someone is saying, "Hey, are you, are you a Catholic?" Well, I don't believe what you say about divorce. You know, um, so just to touch on last episode, last week's yes, episode. But so that's why we want to look at this issue of theological anthropology, what it means to be human from the Catholic point of view. And so, so we have that proper understanding. So when somebody does come up, I mean, obviously we're we're not expecting that um, you will immediately get into well, it goes back to the sorts of things we're talking about in this. But it's important to have that understanding so we can. We can see the, the the foundation. Although sometimes I have a propensity to give five dollar answer to fifty cent questions. <laughs> it can happen from time to time. Yeah, here's five dollars and change instead of your fifty cents if you want it. <laughs> I'll take five dollars when you owe me fifty. Yeah, it doesn't know fifty dollars. Okay. Uh, whatever. Okay. Uh, anyway, hey. so um, so what we're doing the, the the first few episodes in this series, what we've been doing is again looking at what the catechism says. So there's a section in the catechism three fifty five and following where it talks about man, about the human being, the human person, what and who we are from a variety of perspectives. Again, as I mentioned at the at the very beginning of today's episode, we're we're just looking at this as sort of laying the very initial foundation, and then down the road. In future episodes, we'll be looking at some other uh, other resources from Catholic theology as well. But because this is an authoritative text of what the Church definitively teaches about who we are, about theological anthropology, we thought it'd be a great. Uh, this would be a, a perfect place to start. So um, the 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 first couple things that we've looked at is um, the the fact that we as human beings are created in the image of God which is the first section of the catechism's discussion, uh, looking at how we are body and soul, but truly one, so that that, that composite unity, the, the formal term. Uh, that, the, the previous episode in the series that we looked at, male and female, he created them. And Father, I imagine down the road, that, that's, that'll, be, that'll be a topic that, that we'll be revisiting, the complementarity but distinctiveness of, of the sexes of, of the human person. Very much so. And that's uh, very much at the heart of, of many of our conflicts with the world around us in this day it is so this that will definitely be uh, an area that we'll be revisiting um again we're just we're beginning with the the the, the basic introduction provided by the catechism the fourth and final section then father uh, in the catechism discusses man in paradise 
um, which is where you and I are in South Dakota. Amen. Yes. Amen. Just here in paradise. <laughs> Nothing so nice as being in South Dakota. And actually, really beautiful day out today, oh my coincidentally goodness. enough. And yesterday Finally. actually was too. I was down at the lovely Broom Tree Retreat Center where I'm beginning some retreat work and it was gorgeous. Yes, the, the third day of spring has been beautiful here <laughs> at the end of May. So, uh, Father, just broadly, and then we'll get into some of the details of what the catechism says, man in paradise. And I think oftentimes, and this is just me not looking at the text all, but just riffing on the idea. We, Adam and Eve, um, the, the first two human beings who, 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 who were created by God, um, we've talked before about how we understand Genesis and not uh, a literalistic reading, but we were created in in this this original state of of perfection, but not, for lack of a better word, right now completion. Um, we were we were created perfect, but still intended for more. I think often when I'm going with this, oftentimes I think when people think about. Um, the Garden of Eden, the original state in which we were created, and then looking to heaven, was many, many of us, we don't think about, we see them as synonymous, but they're not. No. Heaven is greater than, than the state of existence that Adam and Eve had in the garden. Um, anything, so what's the difference there? Uh, there was some of the things that initially you know, come to me, um, again, it was a state of perfection, but not completion. Heaven is where, and, and I guess the, the biggest difference, oh, go ahead. Oh, well, you know, I want to hear your Okay, so I, I think the biggest, what I would say is the biggest difference is while there was close friendship, and the catechism talks about the, the relationship that, that, that Adam and Eve um, had with God at the beginning, it wasn't what the church calls the beatific vision of heaven. No, no. We don't see, heaven is when we see God as he truly is. See God as God sees himself. As know God as God knows himself. Yeah. Love God as God knows himself. And Adam and Eve, while they had something that we, we don't have in one way, they did not have that. No. Um, and that's probably the biggest difference. And that's also, again, goes to part of the reason why they needed the helpmate. Adam, Adam needed the helpmate, Eve, because he was created in, in that original aloneness, still, right. which was part of that, and which was to speak towards and be a preternatural witness in the heart of man. How about that? For what? No, preternatural, yeah. Father. So, a, a, so from the beginning, an aboriginal... Aboriginal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we need a diction. If you are driving, uh, do not look up these terms. Wait, just pull over, you know, get out your dictionary app and then. Yeah. Have your, have your passenger look them up yes, hopefully on their smartphone. Yeah. But so, but a, a witness in the heart of humanity from the beginning of our need for God, of our need for other, and that even the other of human relationship won't fully satisfy. So, so from the beginning, there is that hunger, that need for God, uh, a passion and appetite, and that can only be satisfied fully in heaven. Fully in heaven. When, when we see God as he is, which they, again, did not have. Correct. The other, one of the other big differences um, between uh the, the state of paradise in, in the Garden of Eden in heaven. In heaven, we will not sin. Right. We still retain Correct. free will. Um, we are free, but we will have we the appetite. We will have the object of our deepest desires. Right. And therefore, we will not choose. We could go off on that, I think, actually. But. That'd, be, that'd be actually a very fascinating one to think about that we had free will in the garden, but it was the beginning of the testing mm -hmm. in the garden, the testing, the proving, not testing as in like, uh, I want to torture you, right. but testing in the sense of I want to prove you and to, and to better you, to perfect you in that 
that way. Uh, and that that and and then heaven, we live in the fruit of that proving and testing uh, of our free will. So right, right. So we 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 have again what we desire. Uh, so we won't choose anything else. If if I want right. if I want something and it's presented to me then I, I, I don't want the other thing because you've given me that thing that I want. And also we'll be able to see that all other uh, manifestations of that desire are incomplete or a, uh, a shadow of the fulfillment of those desires. And so we'll know if we do receive them, we'll receive them as they are, as a, uh, in, as a, as a reflection of the perfection of them exactly. in God. And so this is going back to what we, the very first thing we talked about, creating God's image. We're created for him. Mm-hmm. And so we have that fullness and we see that everything else I've is I've got lesser. a God-shaped hole in my heart. Exactly. Common saying, but 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 true nonetheless. So again, looking back at, at, at the garden, at Eden again, the, this original state, which was in, 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 in a sense perfect, it, it still was not complete in the sense that they did not have the fullness, the perfection of that relationship with God that, that was intended. Right, but and and it would have led towards that completion even if they hadn't fallen. Yes, yes. It would have led towards that completion even if there had been no fall, but because of the fall, we get the great gift of the Redeemer and so on. Exactly. So, and by Salvation, the way, and, and this is creed. where there, there is the, uh, the, 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 the parallel with the creation of the angels as well, right. where they also were created in this state in which they could be tested, mm-hmm. proven, as, right. as you said. Um, and some of them chose God and others did not. Did not. And they, they are they're the demons. Yeah. I mean, and by their angelic nature as a pure spiritual being, their testing was an instantaneous. Right. Uh, whereas our testing, because we are both matter and spirit, it is something that plays out through time. Right, right. Some, uh, yeah, it's one of the mysteries of uh, angelic nature. They have some sense of time, but it's different than ours because our decisions are not um, irrevocable, so to speak. Is right, well, a... and we do not possess all of our will at once. Right, yes, they do. Yep, yep. Where I can only possess my will now. But... Right, right. Yep. yep. So, okay, so looking at the, the catechism then, Father, just looking at 374, um, I'll just read bits of it and then we'll comment. The first man was not only created good, but was also established in friendship with his creator and in harmony with himself and with creation around him. So I think right away there's, there's a threefold f- positive relationship, friendship, harmony with the creator, with himself, and with creation around him in a state that would be surpassed only by the glory of the new creation in Christ. So right there we see that distinction. The catechism backs up what we just said. See, we're we're right, and the church knows it, so. (laughs) What? What? Okay. (laughs) Anything else, though, that you think is worth commenting on in that first paragraph? Well, no, I I think just of... um, it's good to note that, and I think we've talked about this in other ones, but it's good to reiterate that of our original goodness in that regard, uh, and that uh, uh, we were we were created for, and, and that original purpose. Do you want to know what something's used for? Look for the purpose it was created. It was created for friendship. You were created for friendship with God. Exactly. So we, we, Adam and Eve were good, and the relationships they had were good, were proper, were ordered in the way they were intended to be. Correct. So 375, uh, the, the church teaches, the church, interpreting the symbolism of biblical language in an authentic way, in the light of the New Testament and tradition, teaches that our first parents, Adam and Eve, were constituted in an original state of holiness and justice. 
this grace of original holiness was was to share in divine life. So again, what they were created in the state of original holiness, um, original justice, was oriented towards its completion in sharing in the divine life implying then that they did not yet share in the divine life. They were perfect in themselves. Their relationships were, were good, but they did not yet share in the divine life. Anything else worth saying on that point? Why? Um, can, can I quibble? Yes, please. I don't see the word orientated. I, I see constituted in an original state of justice to share in divine life was to share in well yeah to share it means oriented towards uh, pointing at does it necessarily mean that it's not yet achieved is it is, is to does that pref- oh i see what you're saying definitely mean necessarily mean imperfect mean. good question good point what does the latin say so are you disagreeing with me then or uh, are, you, are you just raising the question well, i'm so. quibbling i'm, I'm saying that they well because they did share in divine life in the beginning they were in a state of holiness and justice and so, I mean, right now, in the state of grace, I do share in divine life. We do. We don't share in the perfection of it. I'd be curious to know, I mean, there's an ellipsis in that quote from mm. Lumen Gentium. From Vatican uh, II, yeah. And also from, uh, uh, it looks like also Trent. But uh, it'd, it'd be curious to know um, what's in that ellipsis, dot, dot, dot. It would be. And also be curious to know what the Latin, uh, how the Latin has that written. Well, let's table that for now. Table that? Yeah. All right. Funk. Okay. All right. Uh, anything else, though, in this paragraph that, that you that you think would be worth commenting on? Well, just I, I think to think about what divine life is. I mean, how often do we think about what divine life is? Is divine life just <gasps> breath, or is divine life? Uh, I mean, what, what, I what is that was divine surprise. life? And so, no, that was that was just breath. Okay, and a loud breath. <laughs> I, well, I decided to go with that breath instead of the like quasi creepy. <sighs> yeah, thank you. And so, Luke. <laughs> yeah okay anyway moving on so what is divine life not moving on to know right there to know god and jesus christ whom he has sent that that's divine life is, isn't that i mean as you were just saying before divine life is to know god as god knows himself to love god as god loves you himself. said that not me well you agreed that. with it well, i did but i was just being polite <laughs> or quibble away <laughs> well i think it includes that but i what well, yeah. <laughs> well, I think divine life is the life of the virtues. Divine life is the life of the um, uh, the well-ordered uh, appetites. Uh, well, and, and, and the other theologians will talk about this, uh, and other parts of the church's magisterium, I believe, even talk about this, that uh, man's will was ordered to his intellect, and his intellect was ordered to God. Right. But what is, what's divine life itself, apart from our sharing in it, what is divine life? The, the life of God. Is there? Can, can we say anything more than that, though? Well, that God is life. God is love. I mean, we can say those sorts of words. Complete right. self-gift, giving of them, of giving of yourself completely to and, the other, receiving that well, completely well, there, from the other. There's lots of ways we can look at. It. I mean, God is also um, the uh, uh, what do we call it? The, un, the un, well, the unmoved mover. He's the uncaused cause. He's he's non-contingent being. Yes. Necessary, necessary being. So to share in that, no, yeah. I think we share in that. Right. We get to share in that. By his gift. By his gift. Yeah. Okay. 376. By the radiance of this grace, all the dimensions, all dimensions of man's life were confirmed. As long as he remained in the divine intimacy, man would not have to suffer or die. 
as <laughs> if only oh well <laughs> the inner harmony of the human person the harmony between man and woman and finally the harmony between the first couple and all creation comprised the state called original justice so father i think you think about uh, justice you know what's you know treating equals is equal and equals and un uh, unequally and so on the, the church refers to the way that we were originally created the way we were intended to be as original justice the way that we were created where where everything was properly ordered I and, think well, and, and that we would render to others what they were owed whether that's god ourselves um one another our neighbor beings, or creation or creation correct um let me think and again, the Catechism says, I just want to go back to where I paused. As long as he remained in the divine intimacy, man would not have to suffer or die. So again, Adam and Eve, and we're not going to be discussing uh, today the fall, but Adam and Eve, even though God knew what would happen, you know, that's the mystery of, of divine foreknowledge and, and human freedom. We, Adam and Eve were free. They could, they, they, did, they chose original sin. They chose to sin, right. but they need not have done so. Correct. And I think it's important, and that and God didn't, God did not positively intend that they would sin against no. Him. He, he intended them to undergo the test because He wanted them to have the perfection of their will, which is to choose the good in all circumstances. Uh, but uh, He did not positively will them to fall in the test. And the same is true with us. He Correct. knows how I will sin, but He does not positively will it. Correct. He, he desires that I perfect myself with His grace. Right. We, and, and it's interesting to, that from this reading of paradise and how God created the world to think about our own temptations in our own day after conversion in our life of grace as that opportunity to be perfected in love and love of God and love of neighbor as opposed to just, why am I being tormented by these, te uh, by these tests or these challenges? You know, and that's something that I, you know, at various times just in my spiritual life has struggled with because Amen. I just want God to put, you know, my spiritual director used the image of like a babe or I, maybe I've taken his and run with it, but having young children trying to climb up onto the couch or the chair, you know, and, and I could just put them up there, but they're not going to grow. They're not right. going to develop the muscles necessary, et cetera, et cetera. So, so sometimes I just want God to put me on the couch. Right. But he wants me to mature. Or like when your children are learning to walk and you stand cruelly, very cruelly, if you stand three feet away just from them and hold them. out your hands and say, come on, exactly. come on, Teasing come on. them. Yeah, you're just absolutely, no, you're, you're, you're in a sense testing them, proving them, but you want them to develop that balance, that confidence, that daring, that courage to be able to face the challenge of that gap between the coffee table and your arms. Exactly. Right. And that's, and that's yeah, that's the, the spiritual application or... Right, that's a spiritual application, and, that, and that's the truth of our reality. When we face temptation today, you know, in a certain sense, it's similar to the garden in that reality, and 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 God's de original design for our life is to be tested, to grow, and to be perfected in the virtues, in order to be most like Him. Exactly. Yep. Okay, so moving on, 377, the Catechism tells us the mastery over the world that God offered man from the beginning what I'm just talking about was realized above, once again, once again, the Catechism ratifying Echo, us. echo, echo. Echoes of our brilliance. <laughs> Subtitle of the Catechism on the ca <laughs> Wow. Yes, yes, yes. No, I'm, not, I'm joking. That's, um, that's self-centered. I shouldn't joke that way. It's... <laughs> The mastery over the world that God offered man from the beginning was realized above all within man himself. Mastery of self. I'm going to stop there because we were talking about that this before we went on the air. Boom. Um, 
within man himself. So <laughs> there is no perfection of humanity if, if there's no interior perfection. Correct, of humanity. correct. And so no matter what we try to do to try and create perfection on the outside, if we're not striving for that interior perfection, it will not occur. So uh, politics, I'm looking at you. Yep. Donkeys, and- elephants, whatever you are, <laughs> I'm looking at you. That if you're not actually seeking and actually equipping your fellow man to seek internal mastery, mastery of himself, then there will be and there can not be any peace in that public justice. life. Yeah, justice. And it's good that we have the desire for peace and justice in, in the public life, in, in, in community, Correct. in relationship with one another. But, but but again, going back to the image from the beginning, the retaining wall, if the first course is not set properly, then the top is it's going to collapse. And the further you go off it, the farther... Exactly. Well, and that may not collapse, but it's certainly going to be out of whack. It, it, it's not, yeah. It's not going to retain as well as it should. Well, and then when the rains come and the and the floods come and, and the wind blows. And, and, the wind, wind, yeah, and, then, and then the mud starts to slide in your like flower garden that you built the retaining wall around. All pretty. And, it's all and then your petunias are gone. And, dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, so political utopia is, is is something that various political systems on all ends of the spectrum, all parts of the spectrum, have 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 striven for, striven, striven? for, strived for, are are still striving for today. Yes, they are. Uh, but it's impossible without that. Well, it's 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 impossible. Impossible. Period. This side of heaven. Which even our founding fathers would recognize, I think, where they talk about the need for uh, that pursuit of virtue in various ways. If I ha- if I was smarter, I'd have a quote this way. But I'm sure someone out there has a quote. Send One it of these to things, us. Whether, yes, to C. Bergwald at sfcatholic.org about in whether it's the Federalist Papers or whether it's to Tocqueville or something like that. Yep. That, that, yeah, we need to focus on the internal perfection first. So continue with the catechism. The first man, so Adam and Eve. 377 was unimpaired and ordered in his whole being because he was free from the triple concupiscence that subjugates it. So concupiscence, sinful desires, the triple concupiscence that subjugates him, that, that controls him, that enslaves him, subjugates him to the pleasures of the senses, covetousness for earthly goods and self-assertion contrary to the dictates of reason concupiscence my sinful desire is contrary to reason to reason not just to god's law but to natural law to reason that god himself has put into the bones of creation exactly so so all the you know, pleasure of the senses covetousness you know desiring earthly goods self-assertion um is all contrary to again as you're just saying not just god's law but to create to to reason as well can we just jump to 378 and say something Please. really short um Work is not yet a burden, but rather the collaboration of man and woman with God in perfecting the visible creation. Work is not yet a burden. So God created us to work, to cooperate, to work with him. Right. Right. Now, there became a punishment with work, but work itself is not, was not burdensome in the beginning. Speaking of the beginning... (laughs) <laughs> I think we're at the end. I think we're at the end. So we're going to wrap up this episode and, and just want to mention uh, ways that you can find those past episodes in this series. All our past episodes of Ignition, they're online at the Diocesan website. So www.sfcatholic.org. Uh, go to media and audio files and you'll find all the past episodes of Ignition, including the previous uh, previous episodes in this series on theological anthropology. Again, email me, cbergwald, sfcatholic.org, if you have any questions questions about today's episodes or ideas for future episodes until next time dear listeners may almighty god bless you the father son and holy spirit amen